Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging out at the studios at Silver Birch Ranch in the Northwoods of Wisconsin. And uh, we're sitting across a table from each other and we kind of go back and forth like ping pong. Old and young. Old and young. That's where young we get and the old. name from. That's right. And we just talk about stuff. You know, it's amazing when you listen to Younger Older, though, you realize that people who are in the Bible that love God, love each other, they, they don't have to argue. Mm-hmm. Generations don't have to argue. It's really important, I think, that you try and understand the older generation if you're young and the younger generation if you're old. Yeah. You know, just try and understand them. You don't have to think alike. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm still never going to buy pants that are torn. I'm sorry. How did I know you were going to say that? I know. Just don't, you don't have to. I mean, you don't have to like that. I like, you don't have to. Just let me be that way because it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, I mean, and I think when you get to the point where it doesn't matter to you, where yeah. you realize, you know what, their generation, they wouldn't do this. Yep. And it doesn't matter. I don't have to prove to them that we're right. Mm-hmm. Um, my father-in-law, when I was young and starting in ministry, pointed out to me that everyone in his generation, and he was older then, and he said everyone in his generation were, was able to tell you everything that was bad about the church and how their generation was going to change it. Mm-hmm. The other day I was listening to two young pastors talk, and they were talking about everything that's wrong with the generational church that we led and how they're going to change it. And I thought, nothing's changed. Nope. Really, if you... There was a, a young man that came to me, and he he was interviewing me about, he called me, actually, he was interviewing me about ministry he had to do for a class project or something. And he asked me what the number one problem was, since we're an organization that depends on, you know, volunteers. And he said, what, what number one problem do you think you face? And I just said, sin. Mm-hmm. And it took him back, like, you know, I'm writing a paper here, that, you know, sin. It's like, he didn't say it that way, but I thought, yeah. Mm-hmm. You see... Sin affects everybody, all generations, at all times. Yeah. If you think that a church or a camp or a college is not going to have the the effects of sin on mm-hmm. their campuses, you're wrong, because people sin. Right. So, we have no different problems within the church that they don't have outside the church mm-hmm. because of sin. Yeah. Now. Should they be minimized? Well, they're handled differently. Mm-hmm. And yes, eventually they should be minimized, but because they're handled differently. Yeah. So, you know, we expect if you have been married how many years? Going on nine. So if you started to really struggle in your marriage, you know, I knew both of you when you were younger, I would come to you and say, what is going on here? See, that's the difference. We would talk it through yep. so that you could have a good marriage. That's what we would do. Mm-hmm. Where in the world you might say, well, divorce, or get, you know, start over, it, it, you know, you're getting ripped off. So we handle it differently in the church, and we should, because yeah. we're committed to relationships. But we still have sin that, it, that's there. Mm-hmm. And the more people are immersed in this world, the more it shows up in churches and camps and everywhere else. So yeah. that is the problem. Sin is the problem, by the way. Yep. Not only that. If you don't really, 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 if you're not amazed by God's mercy and grace, and this is what your children will struggle with as they get older, I promise you, Jason, they'll struggle with this. If you don't really understand your depravity, 
you can't understand and really appreciate God's mercy and grace. Mm. And kids who grow up in, quote, good homes mm -hmm. have a struggle with that. Yeah. It's not that I'm saying they should go out and be idiots. Right. I'm saying they just struggle with it. That you have to help them define depravity and see that they are. Yeah. You have to somehow. And if you fail at that as a parent, you're going to fail at your kid one day saying, I'm awed by God's mercy. Mm -hmm. I'm awed by his grace because they think they deserve it mm -hmm. somehow, Yeah. no matter what you've said. So I don't know how you're going to do that with your boys or how you do it, listeners do it with their kids. But if you don't allow, you know, sometimes we think talking about the depravity of man, it's depressing to these kids. Mm. Well, fine. Mm-hmm then just realize, why will they need God's mercy? Right. You probably need to talk to them in an honest way. And if you do, I think they'll appreciate God's mercy. They'll mm -hmm. appreciate what Jesus did. Yeah. So anytime you see anyone that doesn't really, uh, they're not awed by mercy and grace, it's because it started where they're not convinced that they're depraved. And um, every person you ever met is. Mm. Even yeah. everyone in your church. Even right. look at your pastor when he's speaking next week. Yeah. Think depraved. Mm -hmm. I mean, he is. Yeah. That's the way life is. And that's why the Apostle Paul was so fanatic, fanatical on mercy and grace. Mm -hmm. uh, read his stuff because he was a murderer and he was somebody who understood that he didn't deserve anything that God was giving him. I think that's why God picked Peter to lead the church mm. because Peter gave up everything and realized, I'm a bum. I can't even defend anything in front of a little girl in a fire. Yeah. I shouldn't lead anything. And mm -hmm. I think Jesus finally said, you're finally ready to lead. Yeah. You know, you finally realize who you are because you were starting to think, I'm a pretty good guy. I'm Peter. Mm -hmm. I'm the one that they're going to build a church around. Yeah. And, and you're thinking big stuff of yourself. Well, you can't appreciate the mercy and grace of God then. So I don't know what God has to do in, in each of our lives, your life, Jason, your wives, your kids. But if you ever get to where you're not convinced of your depravity, you're in trouble. Mm -hmm. And uh, you haven't read the Bible for a while either then because yeah. it's pretty clear. Yep. And that's why we don't judge other people necessarily. Because, right. you know, we're same. So, it's, it, you know, I can't look down my nose at somebody and say, Ugh, mm -hmm. look at that sinner. Oh, yeah, look at this sinner. Mm -hmm. And now the grace and mercy of God is important, right. you know, to me, so. For the what it's worth column, work mm -hmm. at it with your children. If you hear noise in the background, we're in the North Woods and there's acorns falling on the roof of the studio. Yeah, and it's a steel roof, so they're, yeah, they're there starting to go. walk so, away. Yeah, enjoy. So, and enjoy. You might not hear it in the background, but in case you do, it's it's. it's yeah, here like goes. It sounds like on the, on the door, but that's not what's happening. No, we're getting but assaulted by acorns. I don't see salt anywhere. I know that too. Sorry, your literalness is rubbing I, off on me. I don't know where the word assault comes from. but There's it, a lot of words I don't it, know where they come from. It is spelled differently than S-A-L-T. My though. favorite one is nonchalant. Uh, yeah. So that, if you walk in a room nonchalant, what does it look like to walk in a room chalant? Well, yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. I got a better one for you. Okay. I, I don't know if we've ever discussed this on there, but. Okay, let's talk. So you go to a church, you have a prelude. When you leave, you have a postlude. What's the lewd? What's the lewd? That's the lewd of Fisk. Yeah, well, it could be. <laughs> I told a pastor once he was the lewd. The he, lewd. Didn't, he didn't like that. Oh. Because mm. I guess lewd could be spelled L-E-W-D, too. Oh, so, that, there you go. But think about it. I mean, there's a postlude. A prelude. And a, pre, a, a prelude and a postlude. 
But you never say, let's do the lewd. Let's do the lewd. We should start it. Well, I've tried, and all the musicians roll their eyes at me. Because, like, you don't talk that way. Well, why? You say <laughs> pre and post. Yep. All right. All That's you fair. musicians out there, please help me figure this one out and why we don't lewd it up in the middle. And if not, let's have a lewd party. Yeah, let's, let's lewd. Let's go. The middle of church <laughs> and is lewd. the lewd section. <laughs> Sorry. We digress fast how, how fast do we digress? And again, if there are any real musicians out there, they're probably rolling their eyes just like the other ones do it. Maybe because honestly, there's got to be a, there, there's got to be a definition for it. <laughs> for lewd? Yeah. I just looked it up. Well, funny. not that one. It's not spelled L-E-W-D. No, I, I, I looked <laughs> L-U-D-E. Okay. And it's slang for a drug taken to relieve anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the loot, I guess. I, I'm sorry. Oh, no, man. Just, um, it's terrible if you if you ask questions in life, I guess, because I, I'm 65, I'm still asking that one. When I see some program that says prelude and then postlude, and I'm still in my mind wondering, I, was I part of the loot then? In the middle somewhere. Yeah. So all of you good musicians, please get back to me and figure it out. And maybe we need to change the dialogue and call it, you know, what do you call it? It's I music. It's not pre-music and post-music because it it's be. music. No, it's music. It's not pre-music. It's actually music. Pre-music would be me sitting there in silence. <laughs> right? And then sure. there's music. Oh, boy. All right. We digress. We digress. Forget it. Thank I, you for hanging on to us. If you're, st <laughs> if you're still listening, thank you for not turning. Yeah, turning, I, I'm turning not the sure channel. there's anyone out there. Let me, let me hit the mic. That's right. Okay, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're still here. <laughs> uh, you know, when we look at life, it's good to be able to laugh at things, because there's an awful lot in life that's very serious. So, that sometimes you can get yourself where you're so serious all the time that you can't enjoy the simple. This is true. I think that's why God invited chil invented children, mm -hmm. though. Because no matter what, they can come in and do something that's age appropriate and you smile. Oh, yeah. So Absolutely. it's like, look at that kid. You know, I mean, yep. how stupid is that? He just, My youngest son just discovered how to cross his eyes. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. It's funny. I love it when some kid just goes down and picks up like yeah. gum on the sidewalk and puts it in their mouth. Yeah, you know, it's like, true. Style. Well, it, it reminds you know there's th certain things genera generational things right. so obviously now he's crossing his eyes and what's the first thing that comes out of either my wife's or my mouth it's like your eyes are going to stay that way yeah is there truth <laughs> behind that we learned that from you <laughs> that's your generation you're gonna have to ask my grandma <laughs> there's certain certain things that we have taken as factual that i don't know <laughs> Once again, this bypasses my mom and dad all the way to grandma. So <laughs> it might have gone to her grandma, and her grandma might have said it in Swedish. So I have no idea. So, so if you're out there and if you know whether or not it's, there's a <laughs> truth behind that your eyes will stay crossed if you cross them for too long. All right. Well, we have, we have two dilemmas so far. <laughs> we don't know if that's true. Because I literally thought of that. I'm like, as, it, as those words came out of our mouths, I'm right. like, is that true? Yeah. <laughs> Just like if you were to eat a watermelon, see it, a watermelon would grow in your stomach. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That one I know is not true. It must not be. Or or does gum actually- Take seven years to digest. Does it really? I don't think so. 
There's no way. How do we know these things? Where because did your generation come up with this stuff? As grandma. <laughs> this is this is You're not, blaming everything on your poor little grandma. This is spanning generations. This is not this is not See, my generation. But, we just passed, but there's we're consistent. We passed it on. I blame it to you. You blame it to the generation before you. Well, we didn't have internet to and check it out. And I bet you if your grandma's around, she'd blame it to her grandma. Well, here's the sad part. <laughs> since since we're on this beef thing that we're just beefing about beef. something. We're talking about gum. I know. Uh, here's the thing. Your generation, if I say something like, if you keep your eyes crossed, it, they'll stay that way, they immediately Google it. Or they ask Alexa about it and i'm sitting there thinking i know i just said alexa and everyone that's at home that has one it just answered you um but in the process see you ruin all of the fun because you can, can i tell you something about when you google something it it doesn't mean it's true that's what i'm telling you yeah. right now so go so, ahead. so if i google it it doesn't mean it's true that's right oh well it could be but you don't know anything well, and, and here, here you go. There's two different articles that popped up. One says, crossing your eyes cannot, ca cannot cause any permanent damage. Your eyes are meant to come closer together, and they will always return to the normal place when you're done clowning around. All right. And here's another article. Um, while your eyes won't permanently damage from crossing them voluntarily, there is a disorder that can cause them to point inward. This condition is called stab strabismus. Oh, it yeah. It's usually due to a problem with the eye muscles. There you go. So you, choose one, so you choose which one you want to think I, is I right. I don't know. I don't know. But but that's the difference between generations. When Grandma used to say it, we didn't have the internet. We couldn't check her out. <laughs> you know? You didn't pull out the Encyclopedia Britannica? And that's a long read. <laughs> you no. didn't go to the collection that no. was on the, the bookshelf? No. But honestly, that, that's... But even then, you'd never be satisfied. I remember going and picking up the Encyclopedia off of my parents' shelf trying to find the thing I was looking for, and then realizing that it wasn't listed, shut it and put it back on the shelf. That's right. <laughs> it, apart from the pictures, I didn't see a whole lot of the encyclopedia. <laughs> there so wasn't many it, pictures in there. I know, but that's why I didn't see a whole lot. <laughs> but the bottom line, I mean, when you think about it, that's generational differences. My generation, yeah. honest, if you come and say something to me, my first thought is, and I'll check it out on Google. Right. It's like, okay. Yeah. You know, I don't have any way to check it out. Uh, and then, but if you're standing there with me and someone says something, you might pull out. Even when we've done this program, you, I see you going to Google or something, Googling something. Yes. Well, I don't do that. Because I don't trust you. Exactly. You shouldn't. You know, you come up with words all the time that I don't think are actually words. Yeah, you shouldn't. You should never <laughs> trust me. However. It's because you're so hep. Well, the trouble is, it's just our generation. And I'm not going to do that first. Yeah. In fact, uh, I'm always shocked because I'm with one of my daughters, my younger daughter in particular, and all of a sudden I hear her talking to her phone. And I look at her like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm asking what the weather's like. Oh. And I open the curtain. I say, it's pretty, it's sunny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why are you looking on your phone? There's a window here. <laughs> I have no idea. Okay, that's enough fair. of my generation. That's right. Well, we're, you know, we're picking fun at you. Well, it's okay, I, and I think that's the fun part. Notice is. that all the issues go back to your generation. Though. They I, do. You have yet to say anything bad about my generation. I, no, I won't, I, except for you talk to phones, and you could look out the window. This is it, true. The bottom line, really, is I think the fun part is every generation offers, I think, a unique perspective and fun 
and they also offer challenges because we all struggled in, in different areas at different times. Yeah. And so I think it's the same. I think my generation, if we, if we ever really, we taught your generation the greatest evil of being totally self-centered. Mm. Because when you raise your children and you want everything to be really perfect for them and you want everything to go better for them than you and that's all you care about is, is their comfort. Right. Well, then in that case, um, they get older and they do that with their children. It's like uh, I was talking to a young person. They, they haven't owned any homes yet and they want to get started at home. But they're describing a home that's better than their parents. Mm. Because that would be a step down for them to go live in a place that wasn't as good as their parents. Mm. But they don't realize what their parents started with. Right. You know, they're looking at life after all their income, all of their, they're looking at a different point in life. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to say, I need to pick up from there and go forward. Yeah. We didn't do a good job at teaching people that you got to start on ground zero. Right. I mean, that's what you have to do and you have to be okay with right. it. Um, I spent less on my house yeah. right now than it costs for a new car yeah. today. Right. So you got to understand life's different. Than oh, it totally was. different because I wouldn't be able to do that today. Right. I, I mean, know. I look at a car and I go, do they give you a 30-year mortgage on that? Mm -hmm. Again, 65 years old. Right. Because I paid less for my house and I got a 30-year mortgage. Right. And the guys would laugh at that. Like, we don't have... 30-year mortgages on cars. Right. Whoa, they're that expensive? Mm-hmm. Like, I, okay. Mm -hmm. That's your generation's issue, not right. mine. Right. Uh, and I would say that my generation doesn't necessarily understand how to handle money that well. Right. There's yeah. a whole economy, actually, out there because of the fact that you borrow money all the time. Right. And if you quit borrowing money, there'd be a whole big industry that would go under. Right. And my generation still does not like borrowing money. Right. We don't like doing that. My wife and I will. I was talking to a car dealer who's up here and asked him, I'm, this guy owns a dealership. Yep. And I've always been curious as to how they make money. You know, because it's like, do you make money on, you sell 4,000 cars and they give you, you know, $1,000 a car, I mean, GM does or whatever. And he said, no, we don't really make money on the sale of the car very much. Right. I said, well, how do you make money? He said, financing it, you know. So I said, a guy like me comes in and pays cash. And he said, we hate guys like you. Right. Because we don't make any money. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking generation right there. Yeah. yeah. I'm the same way. Like, I, I don't like to borrow money. Right. Well, in, again, in my look at you still in your life have dialogue with another generation. Right. And And you can look at our generation and say, here's things I don't want to emulate. Right, totally. And, and that's fine. And then there are other things you go, but here's what they did well. Mm -hmm. And I mean, they some things they did well. Right. And I can look at your generation and say the same thing. I'm, I'm still not going to buy ripped jeans. Sorry, I'm not going to do it. Right. Well, my generation expects, you know, they want everything and they expect yeah. it to be given to them, yeah. unfortunately. You know, and I would say, you know, as, as we talk about money in general, like I would say that if you're out there and you don't do a budget, you need to do a budget. Right. You know, even for the sake of watching where your money is going, right. because if there's something that you want and you just are like, man, I just can never have it. It's like, well, let's see where you are putting your money. You know, in the previous episode, we talked about time. 
Um, and if you want to listen to that, just head over to silvertranch.org and you can check it out. But um, what we talked about with time is, is that, you know, unplanned time goes to your weakness. Yep. I would argue that it's similar with money. Oh, absolutely. You know, is that unplanned money will just be wasted. Absolutely. You know, and you can argue what's waste or what's not, you know, but if you're not planning where your money goes or if you just want to go out and eat all the time, you know, you could do that. But then you're not going to be able to get the house that's nicer than your parents. Right. You know, and and, and be wise with it. And so it, it takes intentionality, yeah. you know, and it takes and it takes hard work. Because then all of a sudden where you see your money goes, then you realize the value of the work that you're putting in. Right. You know, and so when you get your paycheck, it's like, wow, okay, I know where that needs to go, you know, and I've earned that. Yeah. You know, and and that we shouldn't expect it just be given to us. Absolutely. You know. You know, here's a generational difference. I'm not going to buy coffee at Starbucks. Right. I'm not. I can't pay that those prices. Yeah. Not for a cup of coffee. Right. And if I say that to one of my kids, it's like, Dad, mm-hmm. okay. I'm not judging you for it. I'm just right. telling you, I can't. Right. You know, I will go buy a coffee pot first. Mm-hmm. I, I will figure out how to do what they're doing, but I won't pay that per cup. Right. I just won't do it. And my generation, I think, was, but what you said is really, and this is what I think every parent that's listening needs to understand. You just said that your generation is used to, uh, they're, they're entitled, they're used to, well, that's what you learned from us. I said that earlier. I said what we did is we wanted to give you mm-hmm. everything. Right. We never wanted our kids to suffer. Right. Mom and dad would suffer. We would go without. Yeah. But we didn't want our kids ever. You know, we want our kids to have the nicest clothes. We wanted to have a, a, a you know, nice car. We want, but what they didn't see was how mom and dad skimped to get that. Right. Totally. And so now your generation grows up saying, well, you just get stuff. Right. And it was my generation who gave you the stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and now we're thinking, maybe we should have made you work for it a little more. Right. Well, and here's the reality. And, and uh, this is if, you, if you're renting or wanting to buy a house, if you can afford rent somewhere, you can afford a home. Right. Because newsflash, here's the thing. Your rent is covering whoever owns that places mortgage right it's it's as simple as that well no i've looked into mortgages or well you can find a house where the mortgage would be similar to your rent and not only that then it's yours right so you're not paying somebody else's mortgage you're paying your own mortgage that's a healthy debt because that's you're building your assets right you know and i think that's something that my generation doesn't understand you know it's like well i don't want to put down roots it's like well you it's not like you're putting down roots you're you're investing right you know, you're investing into something that that keeps the value in your pocket, right? And not somebody else's, right? You know, yeah. sure, sure, it's a responsibility thing, and if something breaks, it's on you. Yes, that's true, but at the end of the day, it'd still be cheaper. Absolutely. In the long run. You know, I I so appreciate you saying that because again, it's your age group. My my daughters, eventually, each bought their own place. Yeah. But it took me a long time to convince them. Mm-hmm. that they needed to now there's a lot of other factors involved i think they didn't feel very handy if something broke i mean there there's right. some things oh, that, I get that that they didn't they're single they didn't feel handy so i had a really as a dad i had to keep walking them through it i i didn't make them buy ever but i kept saying y- do you see what you're spending there right L- look at what you could buy over here with and my youngest daughter especially she ended up buying a condo so that took care of some of the maintenance yeah. stuff that she was worried about. 
And, you know, she is so far better off than paying rent. I mean, it's so different. Oh, absolutely. And and one day she'll be able to sell it. Right. And have some money. Um, I, I remember a young guy talking to me and saying, well, you know, if you live like I did, I've lived in the same house now for 30, you know, eight years or something. Yeah. Well, if you do that, you've put a lot more money into it than, you know, you'll take out because you got to pay property taxes and, and you'll never get all that back. But you don't get anything back. Exactly. That's my paying point. Rent. It, right. Paying rent, a, it's all gone. Right. And and usually your rent is higher than the, your mortgage, yeah. in my opinion. Right. So you at know, and some you don't point. Get, you don't get any of that. Yeah. I mean, even on a mortgage, you're paying, you know, interest and all that. I mean, if you know anything about interest rates, like 3 and 4% is nothing. Right. That's like free money if yeah. you're doing it over 30 years. Yes, over 30 years, you know, it might be... You know, $100,000, depending on, you know, $60,000. But, you know, you add up rent for 30 years, whatever you're paying, it's going to add up to more than what you what you do in a mortgage. Right. You know. I encourage you to talk to somebody, if you're younger, that has is older, that owns a house, and ask them advice on it. Because, especially right now, you know, when I was your age, Jason, actually a little younger, uh, interest rates were over 20%. Jimmy Carter was in office. Yeah. And it was a disaster and you couldn't get a house. Right. Now, I would understand people renting if interest rates right. were over 20%. Right. I fully understand that. Right. However, yeah. in the last few years, they've been historically low. Yeah. There's no reason for it. And I think you'd be financially prudent to go out there and make sure that you can get a place and start investing in a place rather than and let it grow. You don't have to have it. Uh, decked out right away in all the greatest furniture. It doesn't have to have look to like fixer-upper right No, away. you don't. You can you can actually learn how to do things. My yeah. daughter called the other day, and, and there was some problem. She's in a condo and in her garage. Uh, somebody who lived above her leaked water, and it ruined the, the, the garage in the basement, so it ruined the ceiling. And she told me, I was real proud of her. She said, Dad, I, you know, it's such a small thing. I hate to, to make their, them pay for it. Yeah. I said, okay, what are you going to do? She said, I'm going to learn how to do drywall. Hmm. She did. She yeah. learned how to do drywall, repainted it, redid it, and she went to YouTube, which yeah. is, again, your generation can do that, yep. and went to YouTube and looked at it, and it was like, you know, and when I was down there last night, she goes, Dad, look at Yeah, I know how to do drywall. She did, it looks just like the one next to it that a professional did. Yeah, and I, I thought, know. well, good for you. Yeah. You know, I mean, she said, yeah, I know. I, you know, I took a little while to just figure it out, but whatever I'm thinking – you wouldn't have ever done that if you rented an apartment. Right. You would have just called up to your landlord yeah. and said, hey, this is And right. now she's putting in, she she fixed her counters. She she pulled cabinets off the wall and patched it. She She's going to put a wood floor in. She's learned how to do that. Mm. And I'm sitting there thinking, you would never do that in an apartment. Right. Good for you. You're, you're broadening your horizons here and doing things you never thought you'd do. I encourage all young people, listen, get, be responsible financially. Don't just ask God to take care of you while you're wasting and, and not planning your resources well. Right. You know, do the best job you can to plan and trust God in the whole process. Absolutely. And I think I think there's a lot of value there because then it gives you it gives you more freedom um, to be able to trust God and his provision, but then to be able to use the gifts and talents he's given you to to even bless others around you. Um, and to be generous and to, and to do those sort of things. And so hopefully you've been encouraged. Hopefully it might even spark some some thoughts or questions. And I encourage you to, to ask people that might even know more about it to help you get along a path where you can be intentional with your time and with your money 
and and everything in between. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have here on Younger and Older. I encourage you to head over to to uh, silbertranch.org uh, where you can check out this podcast and others that we do. Uh, we enjoy you guys listening. If there's ever anything you want us to talk about, you know, feel free to reach out to Dave or myself, and we'd love to talk about anything from our perspective. But for now, that's all the time we have. So this is Jason and Dave on Younger and Older. Take care. See you next time. Bye bye. <laughs>